If we look to see the lining that Chazal instituted for us, Shabbos Cholamoid, I think we'll be kind of surprised. It's lining we recognize well. It's a story of Moshe being told to fashion the second luchos and Hashem giving him the 13 Mirusarachana. The learning for every fast day. And the question is, why was this chosen as the correct, appropriate Kriyasa Torah for Shabbos Cholamoy? It's not just because that the parasha concludes with the mention of the Yom Tovim, because there are a number of other places in the Torah where the Yom Tovim are mentioned as well. And while we may read them over Cholamoid, we don't read them in Shabbos Cholamoid. So how is specifically this selection chosen for Shabbos Cholamoid? But I'm going to call that a side question. The main question I have is if we look at the Pesukim inside, there seems to be a very strange sequence to the story. If you look at the Pesuk, the narrative begins with Moshe addressing Hashem. And Moshe telling Hashem that you told me I found favor in your eyes. And therefore, If I found favor in your eyes, Hashem, explain to me how you run the world. And Hashem's answer to Moshe is, You can't see my face. But I'll pass in front of you and you can see from behind. And Hashem tells Moshe, I'll put you in the Nikra Satsur. I'll put you, so to speak, in the, the, the crevice in the rocks. I'll cover myself from you until I pass. And then you'll see me from behind. Moshe agrees to that. And then there's a break. And Hashem says to Moshe, make new luchos. And I'll write in them what I wrote in the first luchos. And Moshe goes down and he takes the stones and he hews them into the shape of the luchos and he brings them up to Hashem. And then after that, the Pasuk reverts to the original story. Vayavra Hashem al-Pondav Hashem passes in front of him like he said he would previously and he teaches him the 30 minutes. Of what happened in the middle? We were in the middle of a dialogue. Moshe asked to be able to behold Hashem's presence. Hashem, to some extent, agrees. Akash Baruch tells him what he's going to do. And then the next thing we'd expect to be is that Akash Baruch does it. But there's a gap. And we, there's a detour. And we discuss instead the fact that Hashem tells Moshe to build, to fashion the second luchos. So he can rewrite in the second luchos. Why is this placed in the middle of the story? It seems to be out of place. That's my second question. So we need to go back and learn together a very important principle.
which sheds a lot of light, both in this parish of the Torah, and also on Shabbos Haramot. We know that if a person was over B'Shegeg, a person accidentally committed a certain series of errors, or certain types of series of errors, so the Torah provides an option for Kapara. A person can get atonement. The carbon to bring, it's either called a carbon chatos or a carbon asham. And the person brings that particular carbon and he gets forgiven for whatever avera he did. There's a constant of forgiveness. Forgiveness means that Hashem forgoes the right to punish a person. He's done something wrong by rights, he should be punished for it. But Baruch forgives him. That was necessary for a person, an individual, who made a mistake. In some way, it's necessary for all of us. We just had Yom Kippur. And we've all done things wrong, and we all ask our Kaddish Baruch to forgive us. Suddenly, after Chayta Egel, which is a story in the Torah, Klai Yisrael had done something very seriously wrong. They needed to be forgiven. That's one kind of carbon. Bats. The Gemara tells us there's a second carbon that in certain cases a person who's done wrong needs to bring as well. And that's a carbon ayla. And the Gemara asks the question, what's the function of the carbon ayla? If it's in order to gain forgiveness, so a person already got kapara by bringing the khatos. And if so, what's added by bringing an ayla? And the Gemara's answer and Zvachim and Zainam would base is that the Chatos is Mechaperes and the Oilo is Meratze. There's two different things. There's Kapara and there's Ritzui. Kapara means forgiveness. Ritzui means appeasement. And what's the difference between the two? The Gemara itself explains to us. And he gives the marshal of a person who did something to offend the king. So yes, he can beg for forgiveness. And the king who is merciful decides not to punish him. But, nevertheless, you won't be punished, but our relationship has been terminated. Now we'll close, so to speak, the book on what's happened in the past. And let's part company in the future. And that's Kapar. A person did something to harm a stranger. So he wants to make amends. He wants to get forgiveness. And the person forgives him. And then we can live happily. Each of us living our own lives. The settle, the, the, the count has been closed. So to speak. There's no outstanding debt or hard feeling. And we're both happy to live on our own. Ritzli means something else. Ritzli is a person I want to continue to have a relationship with. And then it's not enough just to say, I'd like forgiveness for what I've done wrong. There's a second point also. I want to rebuild the relationship. I don't want my mistake to impact on our closeness and our friendship. And therefore I need a second concept of something the Gemara calls a dare and a gift to show goodwill. 
to show I'm trying to rebuild a relationship. That's the second stage. Kapara is one stage. Ritsu is another. And therefore the carbon oida represents the Ritsu. To show we want to regain our connection to Hashem. Now in that context, let's understand the story in the Midbar. Immediately after the Chet Egel, Hashem had warned Moshe, Klai Yisrael are deserving of destruction. I'll destroy them. And Moshe davens for 40 days. Until the decree is annulled. Hashem agrees not to destroy the Jewish people. The danger has been averted. We can call that kapara. But now there's a second stage. And the second stage is to regain Hashem's favor. Could be we're no longer going to be punished. But there's something else you want to do. We want to be restored to the level we had before. We want to regain the connection we had previously. That's a different concept. We're asking for Ritsui. We're asking to become appeased to Hashem. And that's the context of the story here in the Torah. The Pasuk really begins a step before that. Hashem says to Mo- Moshe says to Hashem, You told me to take this people, You didn't say who you're going to send with me. In other words, HaKadosh Baruch, are you going to join us on the journey from now on? Or are you going to send the Malach to replace you? And the truth is, Hashem had said that. Hashem said, Hashem had said, I'm no longer going to go in your midst. Hashem says, You're, I'm going to send the Malach to replace me. And therefore, you won't get punished. There's been Kapara. But there's no Ritzi. You can go on your own. HaKadosh Baruch doesn't want to be with you. And Moshe says to Hashem, Hashem, Im ein panecha holchim, alta aleinu mizeh. Hashem, it's not what we want. We didn't ask just for kapar. We didn't want just to avert the punishment which we were deserving of after Chayta Ega. We wanted more than that. We wanted Ritzi. And therefore, Moshe says to Hashem, Hashem, we're not going without you. Im atzas yichein beinecha. If we deserve it, then... We ask Hashem, Yalechna Hashem Bekirbainu. Hashem should go with us. And in that context also Moshe asks, Haralin ask for Dechu. He's asking for Ritzi. The Yukimumil Sarachamim was a revelation at a stage after HaKadosh Baruch Hu had already agreed not to destroy the Jewish people. They came with a certain measure of Ritzi. Of appeasement. But if that's the case, here's the important point. And that is to gain kapara, a person has to do tshuva. That's one avoider. To ask for ritsui 
to look to be reconciled. A person has to show that he is committed to being reconciled to. That he is going to take a step towards the person that he wants to reconnect to. And therefore Hashem says to Moshe, Hashem says to Moshe, if you want Ritzui, so then you're going to have to first make the second Luchus. And Kodesh Baruch, from his point of view, is willing to come forward. He's willing to give you the level of Rachamim which will give that Ritzui. But that requires something of Moshe first. It requires of Moshe, you first make the second Luchus. Prepare the basis that you'll be able to accept the Torah again. Because the lack of Ritzui came about because Klai Yisrael rejected the Torah. And the Luchus got smashed. And therefore the response of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, you want to be Mitzratze, you show you want to accept the Torah again. And then, once we've prepared the Luchus, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu shows us an extra minutes of Rechavit. This happened on Yom Kippur. We know Yom Kippur as a day of Kapara. We clap al Khait numerous times. But there was a second major event that first Yom Kippur. There was one event in that first Yom Kippur which was that Hashem forgave us. And that made it into a day of Kapara for his for Klai Yisrael always. There was a second event too. Klai Yisrael received the second Luchos. Why don't we find the Chedek of Yom Kippur which is devoted to a re-acceptance of the Torah? Why don't we find a mention of Yom Kippur of the second Luchos that we got? That should be a major part of Yom Kippur as well. And the answer is this principle. The answer is this principle. On Yom Kippur, we're not just looking for Kapara. We're not just looking for Hashem to say, I forgive you, you won't get punished. We'll say, thank you Hashem, and that's part company. We'll, we'll leave on good terms. On Yom Kippur, we're looking for Ritzi. It's not enough that we won't get punished. Hashem, we want to be Misratzi, we want to be appeased, we want to come close again. And therefore, part of the avoid of Yom Kippur, in every al we say, is the commitment that we're going to do better next time. We're going to attempt to do better next time. That's the Luchas Shnias. That's what we're preparing ourselves to accept the Torah again. That sets the stage. That prepares the ground for that reason. I want to share with you an amazing insight. We say the Pasuk. Hashem told Moshe, I've forgiven them. Like you asked for. Salachti kidvarecho. Guys, I won't get to start off the Chayta Ego. When on Yom Kippur do we say that Pasuk? We say it right at the beginning of the Kol Nidre. So, yes, the level of Kapara, if you get forgiven, it's so much Yom Kippur that's Bechapa. And right at the beginning, we already say to some stage of Kapara. But look what the Midrash says. The Major says, after Klai Yisrael have completed the entire day of Yom Kippur, with all the Tfilis, and all the Vidim, 
And all the Avaira we put into Yom Kippur. And we blow the shofar to signify the end of Nela. Say Chazal, a baskel goes out and says, Lech echol b'simcho lachmecho. Eat your bread in happiness. Ki kfar rotso elekim ismasecho. HaKadosh Baruch is rotso, HaKadosh Baruch is appeased. Yom Kippur isn't just there to give us kapara. Yom Kippur is there to reconnect us to Hashem. There has to be kapara and there has to be ritzi. And therefore, if what we've done wrong is we haven't obeyed the Torah, first we need to ask for kapara for that. You won't get punished. Hashem forgives us, so to speak. But then the second point is to be misratzed, to show Hashem we do want to accept the Torah. We don't want it to affect our relationship. And what it requires from us is, first you be the first one. Show you serious about keeping the Torah. Show you committed to doing better next time. That's the basis for the Ritzi. And therefore, if every Al-Khayt Yom Kippur is also a certain level of in the future, we're going to try harder. And that's the basis for the Midas Rachem. The 13 Midas of Rachem, which are the cornerstone of Nila, The cornerstone of Aunt Phyllis on Yom Kippur. Because then we're deserving of Ritzi. Then we're deserving of Ritzi. That's one example. The other mitzvahs also, which provide a vehicle for Ritzi. And if you think about it, it's any mitzvah which describes Hashem's relationship with the Jewish people as a relationship of, re- of husband and wife, a relationship of relatives. Because if other people argue or fight, so the fact that they reconciled, have made peace, is enough. They don't have to see each other again. But if it's someone in the family, it's not enough just a kapara. It's not enough just that the person forgives you. One wants to achieve ritsui too. To reconnect, to rebuild the relationship. And therefore, those mitzvahs, which symbolize a relationship between Hashem and the Jewish people, they have a certain ritzi. One is the Torah. We know that our connection to the Torah is considered the connection of the Chos and the Kala. And therefore, if we want to reconnect to Torah, it's a special truth. It needs a ritzi. Hashiveinu avinu l'sarasecha. We don't just ask them to be forgiven. We ask them to reconnect. And there's another example of this too. And that is Shabbos. I'm sure everyone noticed that the Bakasha of Yom Tov on the end of the Shemun is the same as Shabbos. Babav is like a chain of the mitzvah it's exactly the same. Those are the requests of Ruchnis. Our mitzvahs, our Torah, we should see the Yeshua. But there's a difference. On Shabbos we start, Hashem be misratze with Amenuch. We don't say that on Yom Tov. Why? Because Shabbos is also a source of Ritzi. The Midrash says, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu finished creating the world, and the world was complete, and the world was beautiful, and the world was exactly the way Hashem wanted it to be. 
Hashem, like the Pasuk says, the end of Bereshit, the first paragraph of Bereshit, Hashem saw everything created in a toiv mo'id, it was perfect. And the Midrash says, Hashem addresses the world. And he says, Oilami, Oilami. My beautiful world. If only you would always be as pleasing to me as you are right now. If only it never happened again. The world never reached yet. That same stage of perfection, of purity. But that was the feeling of the first Shabbos. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu finishes everything he's done. And it's perfect, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Misratze. Shabbos is also called a marriage between Hashem and the Jewish people. Between the Jewish people and Shabbos. Shabbos is also a source of Ritzi. We say Ritzi. And that's what Shabbos adds to Yom Tov. Throughout Yom Tov we have mitzvahs and in a higher level. We come to Shabbos. Ritzi bim nechosein. There's another element to Shabbos. Ritzi. The Mukubalim explains this in their Lashon of a certain channel which opens up of Ritzi and Shabbos. In the Lashon of the Kabbalah it's what's called Rav of the Ravid, which basically means the Rotten of the Rotten. That's something which is a connection to the way Hashem wants things to be. And by connecting to Shabbos a person connects to this Rotten. We know that every Yom Tov has its own Korban. It's the Musaf of the Yom Tov. every Yom Tov. And every Musaf has a Korban Chatos. With one exception. The Korban of Musaf of Shabbos was only an Oilah. It was two Kvasim Oilahs. There was no Chatos in Shabbos. Shabbos isn't coming to be Mechapir. Shabbos is coming to be Misratze. Tikanta Shabbos. Ratsiso Korban the oil of Shabbos was a carbon of Ritzui. It wasn't there to forgive us, we won't get punished. It was there to reconnect us to Hashem. Nefriyam Kippur is also called the Shabbos Shabbosai. It's a day of Ritzui, it's a day to reconnect to Hashem. With this Aga, we can explain the famous stira. We know Adam Arishan was created on Arab Shabbos. And Chazal tell us that the same day, he did that very, he did. Adam, Bikar, Bal, Yadon. He didn't even last one day. Now there's a Chazal that says that that same day that he was created was the day that he was judged. And to a certain extent, he was even acquitted. In other words, really, Adam should have been killed. Hashem warned him that the day you eat, you're going to die. And yet Adam's sentence was somewhat mitigated. And that Chazal tell us, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, this is going to be an example for your descendants. We know that today that Adam Rishon was created was Rosh Hashanah. And he said, this is going to be an example for your descendants, that they too, just like you, were Oymid B'fanei Bedin, just like you, were judged and you got some kind of a reprieve in Rosh Hashanah. Same thing, in the future, your descendants will also be Oymid B'din and be Yetzir B'dimus. So the Mashmah says that Adam was judged and acquitted on Rosh Hashanah. Yet we have another Chazal. And Chazal tells us that when Adam did the Avera on Friday, so he didn't know what was going to happen to him. And then Shabbos came. 
And when it came to Shabbos, other felt relieved. He thought it was a source of Shabbos. And he said, we know the Mizmah which is given to us by Adam Marisha. The Parak of Tehidim, author by Adam himself. Mizmah Shiri Yema Shabbos. Thanking it, a song of praise, of thanks to Shabbos. He thought the source of Shabbos, so to speak, he was pardoned. And the Midrash continued that Shabbos responded to him and saying, why are you thanking me? We better for you to thank Hashem. So when was Adam pardoned? Was it on Friday? Like the first Chazal seemed to mention, and that became the the first example of a Rosh Hashanah? Or was it on Shabbos? What we now know there's no stereo. Adam was judged on Friday when he got Kapara. HaKadosh Baruch Hu decided not to punish him. But if when you're asked, when was Adam Misratzeh? When was Adam re-accepted? Like Hashanah says, you're going to say it tomorrow. The Shabbos Kodesh, him tesu la koifer v'chanina. You found him chanina. You found him, so to speak, in favor. Like Moshe says to Hashem, ki matzasa chayn be'inah. That ritzui, that appeasement, that finding of favor, that happened on Shabbos. Those are the two factors. Kapara and Avritzi. And it's the Yom Kippur. It's the Shabbos. It's the Torah. It's the Beis HaMikdash. Those things which are referred to as the relationship between Hashem and the Jewish people. So that's what provides Avritzi. It provides a ritzi because it shows we're not just looking to be forgiven that you're not going to be punished. It shows that we're looking to be misratzeh, to reconnect, to repair the damage in the relationship that should go back to what it was before. When Shabbos and Yom Tov coincide, so we notice the uniqueness of Shabbos, the ritzi bim the fact that it's an extra level of rots, an extra level of appeasement. Like we saw previously, Hashem created a channel. And Shabbos, that's the time when HaKadosh Baruch Hu is with the world. It's the time when HaKadosh Baruch Hu is happy with the brim. It's the time where by keeping Shabbos we connect to that. I'll just finish with an interesting gematria. That the, those two words, the tzinar of rots, the channel of rotten is the same gematria as the word Jones.